With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the College Gridiron Showcase Watchlist Show presented by NFLDraftBible.com on this June 30th, 2016 Thursday. And this afternoon, uh, we're coming to an end on the offensive portion um, as we start our uh, conversation and releasing the names on the offensive line that is on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase. Um, you know, a lot on tap, certainly, as we have already gone over the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and the tight ends over the last month. Uh, as always, uh, you guys can check out the complete list of over 400 prospects uh, on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase at cgsallstar.com. As always, I am your host, Chris Shanafelt. We'll be joined by Rick Saratella and Joe Everett of NFL Draft Bible in just a moment. A reminder that the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium kicks off on uh, January 7th and goes on through January 11th in Bedford, Texas. And uh, for more information and, again, to view the watch list itself, you can log on to cgsallstar.com. And for more updates on the College Gridiron Showcase and NFL Draft, you can visit NFLDraftBible.com. Use the promo code DRAFT2016. That promo code is still good. Go ahead and go use it for a 30-day free trial. Uh, and, of course, uh, follow on Twitter at NFLDraftBible and at CBS All-Star. And uh, if you have any questions regarding the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, then please contact the co-founders of the game who usually uh, are joining us uh, on these uh, on these shows. So go ahead and, and listen to the archived episodes. Again, the quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. We've gone over all of them, and today we kick off the offensive line. Uh, again, so, so any questions regarding the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, Contact the co-founders, Craig Red and or Jose Jefferson. Um, and, again, with all that said, we're focusing on the offensive line, and now I welcome in my guys Joe Everett and Rick Saratella. Uh, you guys ready to talk about the big nasties up front? <laughs> Fired up. I uh, always, always love the big nasties, getting down, French warfare time, and uh, this is really where – uh, football is won and lost, in my opinion, up front in the trenches. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's becoming more and more of a pass-rushing league. You know, these teams are really trying to find those elite pass rushers. So in order to stop those guys, you need those guys up front. And uh, let's go ahead and start off by uh, talking about the offensive tackles, you guys. Um, of course, you have the, 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 the top of the list. I mean, you have the Zach Banner of USC, Connor McDermott, UCLA, uh, John Heck, North Carolina, and, uh, again, I mean, the, the, this watch list has over 400 prospects, so there's a number of different tackles on this list. Going more towards the middle of the list, we have Deion Dawkins, Temple, Dan Skipper, Arkansas, 
We have Clint Van Horn of Marshall. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 again, a very uh, stacked position here. Uh, and, Joe, I know you were very excited to, to uh, talk about the offensive linemen uh, last week. So here we are. We're finally talking about the offensive linemen. Uh, you know, looking at the list right now on CGSAllStar.com, I see a guy I'm very excited about, Jerry Ugakwe of William & Mary, a FCS guy who is huge at uh, over 6'6", 320 pounds, and uh, entering his senior season, I'm really excited to see what he does over there at William & Mary. Uh, talking about the offensive tackles, Joe, I mean, uh, who are a few that you're going to be keeping your eye on? Who are a few that excite you now before their season, uh, senior season? Well, you know, we love those bloodlines. We've, we've spent plenty of time talking about Zach Banner, but I like the number two guy on the list, Connor McDermott. I think he's really poised to uh, take a big leap and could uh, ascend as far as draft stock. I mean, the length, the balance, the the basketball he has in his background and how well he mirrors, that's a guy that, of this list, he profiles as the legit left tackle. He's got the sufficient punch. He can redirect people, but I think where he excels is is the mirroring. Um, a lot on his plate, I think he's one of the few returning seniors there and blocking for the Rosen one. But uh, as far as guys that I think a lot of people are going to be really watching him closely, just uh, how he fares out on the island and uh, proving if he can get it done. And, you know, obviously switching uh, offensive coordinators this year too. So it's it's a lot of challenges on in front of McDermott. But he's a guy that could be the top senior off the board if all goes well. Uh, so that that would be the, the first guy. And then as far as the top ten guys that you just named, um, I'm going to go with number ten, Jonah uh, Persig, but in Minnesota. Looking into his background, just kind of intangible guy, already graduated, math whiz, tutor's kids. I mean, he obviously has a career outside of football set up for himself, but I think he's he's got a chance to play at the next level. The size, another guy, just terrific length. They list him at 6'9". Um, I mean, who cares if he's 6'8 and change? He's a giant man. Uh, and really, when they moved him over left tackle for the Gophers last season, the offense had what I thought a lot more success. And, and maybe that changes things this year. So as far as who we're looking at senior season, Jonah Persick, another guy I think that could take a big step forward uh, in this tackle ranks. Yeah, yeah, and of course he's uh, he's the one that wraps up our top ten. I named the first three of our top ten, and going on from uh, four through ten, we have Chad Wheeler of USC, Adam Adam Biznawadi of Pittsburgh, JJ Dealman, Utah, Eric Madgudson of Michigan, Corey Levin of Chattanooga, Forrest Lamp, Western Kentucky, and then your guy Joe uh, Jonah Persig of Minnesota. Uh, Rick, which of these guys? do you think uh, has the best chance of being a franchise guy or, or maybe maybe a guy that you can get somewhere uh, after the first round, maybe rounds three, four, that could turn into a franchise guy uh, in a couple of years? Okay, yeah, uh, down in the Southern Conference, uh, you mentioned him from Chattanooga, Corey Levin, and here's a guy getting a lot of buzz before the uh, season starts here, six foot five, 305 pounds, uh, actually played a little bit of both last year, guard and tackle. He's expected to be uh, the starting left tackle this upcoming season. But a, a two-time, uh, Chris, I know you'll like this one, a two-time Jacobs Blocking Award winner. So he was uh, named the best offensive lineman in the conference two years in a row, still has another season ahead of him. 
to get better. Does need to get a little bit more physical. I think that's the one knock on him right now. But uh, fundamentally sound for a, a smaller school prospect and somebody that's generating a lot of buzz for a winning program, a three-time conference champs over there in the SoCon Conference. So Chattanooga actually has a couple guys on the NFL radar this season. And, uh, you know, I, I know we're talking a lot about the top ten guys, but I, I want to kind of work my way down down the list a little bit, uh, Chris. But Levin is a guy I think, you know, uh, his ceiling is probably a day two grade, but he'll, he'll probably be early day three and a guy that I think, depending on how the draft process goes, I mean, he, he might – you know, keep the momentum going, but usually a lot of these guys, they, they, they tend to fall through the cracks, get overlooked or just get labeled with that small school stigma, get taken in day three. And then, you know, we've seen the Tehran Armsteads of the world come in and, and start from day one. So Corey Levin is one. I want to work my way down the list though, because uh, this guy out of Yukon really intrigues me. And he's from Silkborg, Denmark. Started playing football at the age of 18. Uh, was a member of the Danish national team uh, for the art for their archery team. Okay, and then started playing football at 18. So, really a raw prospect, but long flowing hair. Uh, earned himself the nickname Thor because of all this. But you're talking about a guy that really is on the upswing. And you talk to the coaches at UConn. Uh, we have some contacts over there, and they they say this guy just keeps getting better and better and better. Not only that, they talk about his leadership, uh, and he's the first one there, last one to leave. Always in the weight room, a weight room warrior has strong work ethic, and at six foot eight, three twenty, this guy's so lean. He's a lean machine okay and i think this is a new trend you're also starting to see in the nfl that's becoming more apparent is these guys in the trenches this trench warfare battle they used to be big sloppy 300 pounds you know larry allen the cowboys really jimmy johnson had those 300 pounders and, and now what you're seeing is 300 pound lean guys tall lean muscular so uh, I, I think you're going to see more of these tall, lean guys blended in at the next level. And Andreas Knapp of UConn, remember that name. Uh, Andreas Knapp from Denmark is going to make a little bit of a name for himself. And uh, one last guy I'm going to touch base on because, you know, as you know, I'm here in New Jersey and I had to figure out a way to get my boys, the Scarlet Knights, a little mention here with their, I mean, five recruits in five days, fellas. Uh, Jersey, Chris Ash is on fire. There's a lot of uh, positive uh, momentum around the football program here. And J.J. Denman is a guy I want to bring up because he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, a road grader, needs to improve his pass protection. But I mention him because he is a higher-rated prospect than Keith Lumpkin uh, heading into his senior year, in my opinion. So uh, he will sh- slide over to that left tackle position, and he played the right tackle position better than, than, than Lumpkin, in my opinion, and I think he'll trans- translate at left tackle better. But, um, you know, last year under Flood, more pro style. This year under Ash, it'll be more of a spread offense. So I think now he'll have that – versatility to make his make him even more valuable right and and uh also the most improved player on the team who was named last year so i see you know you take a look i always like guys with upside and their momentum trending up and, and the three guys i just gave you 
our guys really riding the preseason momentum roller coaster. Now they got to go out on the field and prove it and keep that momentum going as we get closer to the College Gridiron Showcase in January, the draft season, the draft process, and then, of course, the NFL draft. Hey, now. <laughs> and, Rick, you, you know what? You mentioned Andreas Knapp from UConn, from Denmark. I mean, uh, it seems like more or, or year after year, uh, you know, just this past season, of course, we had Maurice Bowringer come out of nowhere from Germany. Um, it seems like we're seeing more and more of these uh, prospects come from, you know, different countries. And, uh, you know, again, uh, six, seven, 310 pounds, uh, absolute uh, beast there on that UConn offensive line. Um, back to you, Joe. I mean, uh, as I said in the opening, um, you know, teams are always going to be looking for depth on the offensive line. You can never have too much depth on the offensive line, especially uh, the, the way the league is, uh, you know, going towards it as, uh, with, with all these elite pass rushers. Uh, you certainly want to stack up on that offensive line. Uh, how early, and it's never too early to make these predictions, how early do you see one of these uh, top offensive tackles going uh, going off the board in the 2017 NFL draft? From the senior class, um, you'd have to go late day one, uh, right now. Well, like we said in the previous episode, a lot, awful lot of football to be playing, but um, I, I mentioned liking McDermott, but looking at him, still unfinished product, look at Zach Banner, more of a right tackle, more of a mauler. Uh, Hack from North Carolina, I think Wheeler might have a shot, but it, once again, there's a lot of underclassmen that are going to boggle up the mix as far as projecting and, and ranking where these guys are going to slot. Uh, I, I could see at least three underclassmen tackles should they come out. I don't want to waste any time on them. But, yeah, I put uh, Banner and McDermott right around the, the middle to day one just because I, you, you do need guys that have that size. And one thing I just do kind of just pops right out of you looking at our board. There are some gigantic tags. These guys are just getting taller and taller. I'm seeing so many six foot eight, six foot seven guys where that is – that's never really been the norm, but uh, like Rick said, it's not just size. These guys can move, and uh, it is just impressive to see a, a Zach Banner, son of Lincoln Kennedy, getting around now. But I would put them at the very end of day one. I don't, I don't think we're looking at anybody that's uh, top ten. I mean, I'm, I might be mistaken in eating those words in, in about six months, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> All right, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of size, and uh, they could certainly carry on the way very well. Uh, Rick, what what is a trade or two that you need from your offensive tackle? What what is uh, what is something that you need from a guy that you will take on day one? What what does this guy have to have? Well, I think it's all in the the knee and the waist. You got to be a knee bender and a waist bender. And if you can't do those two things, then you know you can't jab step. You can't uh, gain leverage. You can't you know you got to be the first one. A lot of a lot of times it's about the first step and leverage. And if you know how to do that, well, it's all going to tie into your flexibility. And, and you know, you hear, you hear the term knee bender, waist bender. Well, you know, flexibility, a guy that's athletic, uh, you know, a, a dancing bear, we like to say a lot of times on the podcast, right? So, um, you know, a, a lot of times people get caught up with the combine and, oh, you know, uh, I know there, I think there was a guy from Arizona this year that bench pressed like 40-something reps. And, you know, you, you can't let that, you know, on the Sports Tech podcast, we talk about analytics and, and you can't let some stats uh, skew 
what reality is. Like, to me, you know, if, hey, if a guy does 10, hey, there's a red flag. Maybe he's his work ethic, you know, maybe he's not getting in the weight room as much. But, uh, you know, I don't really care about strength. I want to see a guy that's flexible, uh, athletic, and then understands technique. And, and that that has a lot to do with leverage. And, you know, whether you're a big, fat, sloppy guy or a tall, slim skinny guy, I, I think those are probably the most important characteristics that I look for. All right, excellent. Again, you guys are tuned into the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list. We're talking about the offensive linemen, the big nasties up front, of course, presented by the NFL Draft Bible, NFLDraftBible.com. Uh, and again, this is only a little bit of the uh, of the offensive linemen that are on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list. You can vi- uh, view the entire list of 400 plus prospects at cgsallstar.com. And uh, again, for uh, everything regarding uh, the College Gridiron Showcase and symposium, for more information, uh, you guys could log on to cgsallstar.com. You guys could go on to nfldraftbible.com. Uh, use the promo code Draft2016. Um, and, uh, Joe, we're going to move on to the uh, offensive guards. We're going to move on to the guards. Um, and uh, this is the guy you're, you're really excited to talk about, number one on the list, Dan Feeney, offensive guard, Indiana. You have Dorian uh, Johnson, Pittsburgh, Caleb Peterson, North Carolina, Johnny Casper, Stanford, Kyle Callen, Michigan, Greg Pike, Georgia, Sean Harlow of uh, Oregon State, Nico Siragusa, San Diego State, Alex Cozan, Auburn and uh, Isaac Asiata wraps up of Utah wraps up uh, the uh, top 10 of the uh, offensive guards on this uh, college ground showcase watch list. Uh, you know, t- tell us a little bit about your guy, Dan Feeney there. Number one, Joe. Oh, it, it's been the evolution, you know, uh, say what you want about the coach here, Kev Wilson. Uh, he doesn't know defense, but he's put together some excellent offensive units, and particularly the line. I look at our strength coach, and, and you know, say what you want about Jason Spriggs. He does not have the bulk, uh, maybe not a, a dominating run blocker, but the athleticism and, and where the program's come, I think that's what gives uh, uh, Dan Feeney a huge leg up because he's not just athletically talented. He's also a pretty nasty guy. I mean, he's mean. Uh, this is basically the captain of the O-line. He's the toughest guy on the team. I would say he's like a poor man's Dave DeCastro. You know, he gets out there. He pulls well. He, he dominates point of attack. He can also pass block. He rotates out. Um, I think he could play a little center if he needed to, but uh, this guy is probably the first guard off the board. If he's if he's not, I'd be shocked. And once again, though, I'll put that label on him too. What, wherever he goes, whatever team he gets on, he's going to improve uh, that roster tenfold. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, it's just with his progression and his, his his stock elevation, the whole offense has gone along with him for the ride. I think this is one of the most talented players on the Hoosiers roster. So I'm uh, just happy to see that, you know, look around. It, it, it seems that he's getting a lot of credit, and, boy, uh, he's going to be at some All-Star game. Who knows? Uh, maybe he'll bypass that. He's so talented. But I've gushed enough about him, but I think uh, he's definitely got to head up this guard class. He's, uh, I think there's a little bit of a margin below him and the, the rest of the guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, Indiana offensive line, uh, how they uh, step up this season now with uh, without, of course, Jason Spriggs, who uh, went to the uh, Green Bay Packers. 
Um, Rick, any, anybody towards the end of the, the top ten or, or maybe in the middle of the entire list on CGSAllStar.com, uh, anybody that you can see really improving stock as, uh, as the season goes on? Well, you know, if you take a look at a little bit down the list, at Colorado State, right, they're not really cranking out prospects lately, but they have a young man there by the name of Nick Callender who I have my eye on. And, you know, he, he's, he's a guy that's moved around. He's played tackle. He's played guard. But I think, you know, he translates as a guard at the next level. And I think because of his versatility, you're not really looking at somebody who, who is going to come in and start. But I think because of his versatility, I think he has a career at the next level as a valuable uh, backup who can, you know, play multiple positions. Uh, he actually first, you know, stepped in in place of Ty Sambrello a couple years ago, who, who's now starting for those world champion uh, Denver Broncos. And, you know, Sambrello gave him a ringing endorsement uh, as a sophomore. And then once, uh, you know, once Sambrello was gone, uh, Calendar stepped in and played that left tackle position. So uh, a guy that, you know, gets praise from his fellow teammates, from his coaches, a hardworking guy, and somebody that, you know, six foot five, three fifteen has the size and versatility that teams are gonna go back and hey, this might be one of those undrafted guys that, you know, aren't selected on on any of the three days, but outperforms a lot of guys that are drafted and earns himself uh, a job on one of these fifty three man rosters. Wow. All right, all right, and uh, you know, Joe, back to you. Um and you mentioned uh, Feeney, he could probably play center if need be. Um, wh- which of these guys uh, th- that are projected as an offensive guard now, they'll play guard now. Which of these guys do you think could, uh, or if, you know, are there any, can any of these guys project a- as being an offensive tackle uh, in the pro game? Yeah, I think Dorian Johnson could get away with it at right tackle. Uh, athleticism, though, uh, is key for all these guys being limited on the interior. Uh, I think there's a few guys that could slide inside to play center. Uh, Harlow at Oregon State, Sean Harlow could play center in a pinch. Uh, I'm not sure about Sarah Goose. Um, um, I don't know about your man, Jessamine Dunker from Tennessee State, that he couldn't play some center, too. This guy's a crazy athlete. And uh, By the way, shout out to Christian Shanfeld's small school board. I was looking at this and, and trying to, you know, scrape the top off of that board. And this this guy, Dunker, uh, definitely looks like one of the better interior names from the small school ranks, should be at Florida. But I think he's a guy that can play multiple positions. And really that's what's going to elevate the stock of some of these guys is the fact that they can serve more roles, be a, a, well, a two-tool player, but that swing guy that makes, play a little tackle, but also I think it's even more valuable if you can slide in and, and man that pivot. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Jessamine Dunker of uh, Tennessee State. Tennessee State has, uh, you know, flushed out a couple of uh, pretty good offensive linemen uh, over the uh, the last few years, one of the uh, better offensive lines in all the FCS. Um, and, and let's see, we have about uh, seven minutes left in the show, you guys. Uh, do you want to carry on with the offensive guards and the offensive tackles, or should we jump into the centers? Yeah, we could keep it moving. Let's dig into some of these centers. They're people, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> one, we have Pat Elfine of Ohio State, Dan Bolt of Wisconsin, Cam Tom, Southern Miss, Ethan Post, 
of LSU, Lucas Crowley, North Carolina, Jake Guillermo Clemson, Deshaun, Cincinnati, Joseph Selfboat, NC State, Kyle Fuller, Baylor, and uh, Tyler Orlowski uh, of West Virginia wraps up the uh, top ten on our board of the uh, 2617 Housing Showcase uh, Centers. Um, you know, how, how important is it for these guys, Rick, to uh, kind of uh, command the huddle the way that, you know, not, not only in the college game when, when, you know, they're juniors, seniors, but, uh, you know, year one, year two in the pros. I mean, uh, how, how crucial is it for these guys to be the leader of the offensive line? Well, no doubt about it. You want him to be a coach on the field. And you take a look at some guys at, at the top of their game, a guy like Nick Mangold, who, you know, basically during Mark Sanchez's first two years when they went to uh, back-to-back AFC championships, Nick Mangold was the one calling out all of the uh, pre-snap reads and the audibles. And basically he was, uh, you know, doing Sanchez's job. And I think that's what you want from your center, the ability to recognize, uh, you know, stunts and schemes. And I take a look here uh, in my backyard with Weston Richburg and, and then what the Giants did with him. But it was because of his uh, cerebral proudness and his ability to kind of uh, do, do pre-snap adjustments was the reason why they fell in love with him. And he made a transition seamlessly into that uh, starting center spot. Another guy that was here in, in Jersey was Sean O'Hara, uh, who, who was at Rutgers and, and went on to be a great center for the Indianapolis Colts. But uh, that actually is a great tie-in to the guy that I want to talk about, Chris. And uh, sometimes you save the best for last. Tyler Orlowski, the last guy you mentioned from West Virginia, this guy uh, is one of those uh, very smart, instinctive guys. Um, key cog uh, of that Mountaineers offensive line, two-time team captain, and uh, all Big 12 just a year ago. So you talk about experience. This guy brings 29 starts to the table more than anybody in the Big 12. And uh, actually applied. He tested, you know, he dipped his toes <laughs> into the NFL waters last year. The feedback that came back uh, wasn't uh, really endorsing. So came back for his senior year. But I think this is still a guy with a career at the next level. Um, basically what they said was, his technique needs to get better in so many words. Uh, the the feedback he received from the NFL advisory board was he could improve his technique. So he came back for his senior year, and he has a new offensive coordinator in Joe Wickline. So uh, I think this guy, Tyler Orlovsky, whether he's playing in the College Gridiron Showcase or another one of these uh, platforms to shine on, uh, he will certainly, certainly be in the mix uh, as a, day, a possible day two guy, in my opinion. Okay, and, and so we should uh, certainly expect to uh, see a big season out of uh, Tyler Orlowski, and maybe you know maybe he does rise up those uh, draft boards, and uh, like you said, uh, goes sometime in day two. Um, Joe, I hate to ask you to call anybody out, but is there anybody on the top of this list uh, playing center that maybe a little bit overrated? Maybe they're uh, maybe they're really just uh, feeding off of uh, you know what what the guards and the offensive tackles along that offensive line. Are, uh, are are doing and uh, maybe maybe they're just a little bit overrated. I mean, is there any of these guys on top of this, this list? Well, I, I like the top two guys, uh, Elfine and Volts. Um, maybe Cam Tom, a little overrated. Uh, uh, Lucas Crowley. It seems like every year we've got 
top tier and interior guys coming out from North Carolina and then come the draft, they don't get selected. And when they do, Jonathan Cooper, they don't pan out. So uh, I'd be a little leery of Lucas Crowley. So uh, he's got something to prove, but I don't want to call anybody out, but I am looking for a big season out of Deshaun Bond, the Cincinnati. This is my guy. I have to fess up. He's from Indianapolis on the east side. Warren Central graduate uh, has really played well for Bearcats. There's two able quarterbacks set up for a big season. I'll be watching him closely at the senior year. I'm, I don't know that he's going to be in the draft conversation. It's, it's, it's awful difficult getting drafted exclusively when all you can play is center. And that's a guy I think, I guess if I could call him out, I think he's kind of limited to just playing center. So uh, hopefully he excels this year, but that's a guy, um, you know, we'll have a critical eye on going forward. <laughs> All right. And uh, definitely had a little bit of a brain fart there. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word benefit. Do any of these centers benefit from the talent around them uh, more so than they actually should? Anyways, um, you guys, we got about two minutes left in the show. Uh, before we go, Rick, uh, please tell the people, tell the listeners uh, what's going on over at NFLDraftBible.com. Yeah, another episode in the books. I know we're short on time, but gentlemen, this is always a pleasure and uh, a privilege. And I really have a good time here. A lot of fun today. And can't stop, won't stop, on location, across the nation. Uh, we were at Big Daddy Youth Football Classic. We have interviews coming with Tony Richardson. We also spoke to Kerry Wynn, Giants bringing the NASCAR package back. Uh, in two weeks, we will have Miami Mike on location in L.A. at the ESPY Awards and, and uh, the Nickelodeon Awards, where they'll be honoring some NFL players there. Of course, uh, we have the Chris Shanafelt, uh presentation with his uh, first inaugural uh, FCS All-American teams, and that's probably what I'm looking forward to most on this uh, 4th of July week. Of course, draft 2016, 30-day free trial at NECgold.com is still in full effect. So take advantage of that while the opportunity still exists. Yeah, a lot of great stuff over there at the website. Joe, any final words? I'm just looking forward to the defensive lineman. Big class. You want to look oh, yeah. at the top of the College Gridiron Showcase watch list. There's a lot of a D lineman up there. So uh, this is definitely uh, the cream of the crop coming up next week. So you want to tune in, folks. Oh, without a doubt, and uh, that will be that. That is it. That's a wrap for the uh, our uh, College Gridiron Showcase watch list offensive line show. We went over the offensive tackles, we went over the guards, we hit some centers. Uh, be sure you click subscribe and stay tuned for our defensive line show that uh, will be going uh, will be coming next week. Don't forget to log on to CGSAllStar.com for the entire CGS watch list. Again, 400 plus prospects. We're still accepting player nominees. And we will be doing that all season long. Very easy to do. Uh, again, log on to cgsallstar.com. Uh, com is your home for the NFL draft and high school recruiting. Insider news established in 2002. NFL Draft Bible has been bringing you the names that you need to know first since 2002. And uh, go ahead and uh, press that follow button on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible, at CGS All-Star, at Chris Chantel, and at Joe W. Everett. And uh, with that said, uh, be sure to tune in next week for the Defensive Line Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.